the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. The show can hit topics like trade wars, investing, insurance, retirement. I got asked by an anchor on Channel 4 Cron Television, who's probably 45. She asked me, what sort of life insurance do I need? I'm like, you're a 45-year-old professional. You should probably have a concept of this by now. Well, they don't teach it in college. They don't teach it in high school, unless you go to a special college, right? So some people just never pick it up. I was like, term life. And I'm like, let's start there. You're going to work for another 20 years. So let's ensure your income from 45 to 65, just in case your heart explodes up. Who needs your income? And the first question is, does anyone need your income? And if the answer is no, you don't need life insurance. When I was 25 and single and living in the city, causing all sorts of craziness and antics at night, I had one person visit me five minutes after another person left. It was crazy. It was like life was boom, 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 boom. Just going forward, right? If I died, no one needed my money. No one that I cared about because I didn't care about people. I cared about people. I should be careful how I say that. But you get the idea. I don't want to be the guy who leaves money to his sister. I don't want to be the guy who leaves money to his cat. But once you get married and, and have kids, you start wanting to think, do they need my income? And the answer is yes. You need to insure your income. And how do you insure your income from you know, dying too fast or dis- either disability insurance or life insurance. Because if you get disabled, you may not be able to work. Can't really be oversold. It's typically done to 60% of your salary, which is pretty set. It's pretty scientific on mathematic on how many people end up collecting insurance. It's just like going to a carnival. I love the Alameda County Fair. I love fairs. There's something magical about the crap food, the horse races. And, you know, when I say crap food, I'm saying it's awesome. Awesome. It may not be good for you, but it's awesome. Awesome. So there's a great YouTube video of a guy who tries to figure out carnival games. And he starts breaking them down into, like, skill. The games where you throw something. Luck, the games where the ball's just as big as... You know, the uh, bottle it's trying to fit in. And he was surprised. He paid people to watch the games all day long. And it, it, tend, it tended to be pretty consistent. One in ten winners. Uh, pretty common. So what I'm trying to get at here, if I can you know, pull this off, and I don't know if I can, is your odds of dying, the insurance company knows. Your odds of being disabled, the insurance company knows. So they'll insure 100 people they think three people are going to get disabled. They'll insure 100 people they think one person's going to die early and collect and win. 
So insurance companies aren't in the business of losing money, which is interesting because I think we should consider what some other countries do is have three or four insurance companies, but let them pool their losses together at the end of the year when there is catastrophic years. So if one company escapes unscathed and one company goes down hard, it doesn't give that one company who went unscathed a huge advantage in the future. You have to have a lot of work going into that kind of concept, but you get the idea. It's all about statistics. Carnival games are all about statistics. Insurance is all about statistics. So incredibly successful 45-year-old news anchor asked me, you know, do I need life insurance or do I get whole life insurance? I'm confused. And back in my day, I would have said, oh, it's good to dinner and talk about it. But I can't do that. I'm done with that. Those days are over. Um, but I still have to give her an answer. So I was like, okay, do you have kids that would need your income? Yes. So you need a life insurance right there. Boom. Now, you start getting into whole life, variable life, and term life. I had a grandmother lived to 92 and grandfather lived to 91, 90-ish. They kick over dead, right? Do you think their children needed money? No. Because they're 70 years old. Do you think their grandchildren needed money? Do you think grandchildren should, like, no. So somewhere around 60, grandparents should have stopped paying for life insurance because they had a farm, they had a house, they had a retirement fund, they had cash. So you don't need that life insurance anymore because people don't need your income in case you die. So you start with children, you look at your spouse, does your spouse need your money if you die? If you have a stay-at-home spouse and you work, yeah, the answer is yes. And even opposite, if you have a stay-at-home spouse, maybe that person needs an insurance term life. Not a lot, but enough so that I can grieve, take time off if I'm the breadwinner. Look at my kids and say, you know, I love you guys and sorry mom died. I'm going to go marry some young hot thing. No, 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 no. Don't say that. Not until she's at least six feet under um, and cold. But you get the idea. I want to take time off for my family when a loved one dies. It doesn't have to be a million dollars. It doesn't have to be $10 million. But I may not ever want to go to work again. I, I want that freedom to, to say, let's go for a hike today. Let's tell our favorite mom stories. Well, let's tell our favorite dead mom stories. Like, do you, Is this too dark? Did I go off the deep end? Behave yourself. Anyhow, I, I, I tried to do a show on that kind of concept, and we talk a lot about millennials, but in this case, we're talking about a Generation X woman who should know better. She should know about that simple thing. Now, again, fortunately, she hasn't died. That's the winner, right? But she's also coming late to the game, so they're going to say, it's going to be a little bit more expensive to start. So you don't need whole life. Like I said, my grandparents, they died with assets. You don't need whole life if you're going to accumulate assets, save, and invest. At 92 years old, it would have been pretty ridiculous to be paying life insurance your whole life. And if you don't pay, guess what the insurance company does? They cancel it on you. Because they ain't going to put up with that kind of nonsense. So when I'm asked by a 45-year-old woman, does she need life insurance? I'm like, I'm I'm stunned. I'm guffawed. But the answer is, yeah, if you have an income that people need. Now, I can say this comfortably without being a jerk. I'm, I'm, I'm financially comfortable. Do I need life insurance? Not likely. 
if I started a business with a partner and I were to die or he were to die, you do have life insurance in place, typically term life. I don't know any financial planner that has whole life or variable life. I just know people who have term life. So you basically start with that concept of like, that's a way for me to sell my business if I die accidentally. That's the way for the business to continue to go forward. And if you look at businesses as human beings, which again, the IRS does, you should have some life insurance if you own a company so that your partner doesn't go down just because you went down so that when you go down, you don't, your spouse doesn't sue the company or if you're a key man, there's key man insurance. How much does it cost to replace a key man? It's, if you're a rainmaker on a $10 million company, it's huge. If you're a rainmaker on a $100 billion company, not so much. you got to start thinking for yourself and not asking me these questions. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. 20% of Americans aren't saving at all. Knowing you should be and actually doing it could be a bit of a challenge. No? As my French friend will say, No? You like French fries? I made those. I'm French! So most adults, people who have hair on their bodies, people who don't wear diapers, kind of get the idea that you should probably floss every day. You should probably save every day. Maybe brush your teeth, wipe your butt. And some of these we can master, and some we master very well. And some we go, ooh. Ooh, maybe I should be saving, and maybe I, maybe, maybe not. I spent two hours yesterday going through bills, trying to find subscriptions and things like that that I can cancel. Whether it be like, for instance, I have an Apple Watch. And when I first got it, I was the, I got the Apple Watch three, and I was like, "Whoa, you can use cell phones on it! Like that's pretty cool." You know, how many times I've used my cell phone, my watch as a cell phone when my cell phone's been sitting in the room, all of twice. And one of them, I was painting up on a ladder. My phone was down, down, down. So I just touched my wrist. And it was incredibly convenient. But at $10 a month, no thank you. Two phone calls don't cut it. So just looked at my bills. Figured out, you know, how much gigs have I been using in data versus unlimited gigs. Things along those lines. I could save 60 bucks a month by going to 16 gigs versus unlimited. Like, whoa, that's a lot of money. Whoa. Thank you. So 20% of working Americans have failed to save a single dime for retirement. Now, what do you think that's going to look like? I'll tell you what that's going to look like. <laughs> Don't you Bust wish I did a show? Don't you wish I did a show like that? It's not going to look good. Handle the truth. You're not going to be on golf courses. You're certainly not going to be driving a new Tesla or Taylor. Taylor, come here, Taylor. You're not going to be going on Sunday afternoon for a a nice buffet that has ham and red meat and stuff on it. Get in my belly! Nope, you're going to be eating a box of Oreos in your trailer park. That 20% of America is saving nothing. Your genetics are going to slowly start to change. You're going to suddenly come up with a middle name. You're no longer going to be Billy. It's going to be Billy Bob. You're no longer going to be Sally. It's going to be Sally Mae. Come on. You can do better than that. 
20% of America is looking at poverty. Right there. Right there. 20% of America is looking at poverty if you have nothing saved for retirement. Because that's what you're going to get in Social Security, below poverty. Now, you could have played the lottery last night, and that's just going to put you in poverty minus two bucks, or in poverty minus four bucks, because you think you're lucky in poverty minus eight bucks. Whatever. I don't like California. I think it's a broken state. I think it's got bad taxes. Bad, bad taxes. I was listening to some sports idiots this morning talking about sports idiot stuff, and one of the things that they said was sports idiot stupidness. Where they're talking about maybe next year the Washington San Francisco Giants will get Bryce Harper, and they're like, "Nah, he's not stupid. He won't come here and pay stupid California taxes." So income tax, city taxes, sales taxes, property taxes, and like, but they're going to pay him two hundred million dollars, and it's still twenty. You know, what percentage of that are you giving back in taxes? Twenty million or so. So that's significant. And then you got your federal taxes, and you've got your your barbecue taxes, your taxes on shrimp, your taxes on, on. I'm not going to try to go Bubba Gump on you. Uh, least favorite movie of all time. So, live is like a box of chocolates. That whole feather that kept floating through the bus station, showing you that he's innocent. And what's up with that blue and white checkered shirt? Okay. So what can you do if you have nothing saved is you can start saving or you could start saying things like I'm going to work till the day I die or dun, 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 you can go out and get a dumb phone. What's a dumb phone? A phone that doesn't cost you 60 to hundred dollars a month to operate. Ring, 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 banana phone, banana phone. Yes. I think you should go get a banana phone and maybe even make it a flip phone. So. What if we, so, you know how, like, every now and then things go retro? Like, um, I, I can't talk anatomy on this, but things kind of come in fashion, then go out of fashion, then go in fashion. Uh, what if we go, like, suddenly a different direction where we want a big old honking phone that doesn't have a screen on it and doesn't have microphones on it and doesn't have cameras on it? One of the big challenges of saving for retirement is that retiring seems like such a distant future. And it did for me, too. And my teeter-totter, I was in denial of the last 10 years, but my teeter-totter just went off recently. Where I'm like, I'm closer to retirement than I am not closer to retirement. Earlier, I was like, you know, I got one more startup left in me. I can do one more startup. I can move on from one more radio station to one more radio station. And now I'm like, you know what? If they want to fire me, I'll go. I'll go. Like, okay, everyone, we're going to do a little bit down downsizing. Pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me. I'm, I'm much closer to that than I am not. And it scares me because I have enough money, but it scares me to think that 20% of Americans have nothing saved. 27% are saving more than 10%. 16% of Americans save 15% of your paycheck. And those are the people I have faith in. Those are the people that I have faith in. And instead of like... Reverting from 32 teeth to three, they're going from 32 teeth to 64 teeth because they're sharks. They're eating it up. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I love, you know, love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. So how much are you saving? Do you have a clue? I've got a stack of IRS instructions in front of me because I know exactly what I'm saving. Oh, pay attention to this stuff. So. I love it, I love it. 
So what do you think life looks like in retirement with nothing saved? Have you ever had that question answer thing with yourself? You know, the only problem with this band is every song that they do sounds the same. Milky Chance. You've heard it once. You've heard it every single time. Mr. Dave Matthews. The one trick ponies in the world. Take a break here. We'll be right back. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. History does have a way of repeating itself, and that's one of the reasons why we talk about Zuckerberg in Congress, because we do remember Bill Gates and antitrust issues and how confident Microsoft was that they, they, they were arrogant, and that was their downfall, and it took them five to ten years to recover. They were large enough that they could. There is a parallel with Yahoo that was a dominant company that failed. There is a tie to America Online that was a dominant company that failed that could do no wrong. I made so much money on America Online, I probably bought my first car, a Chevette, with the profits of America Online. I know you're saying, did you mean to say Corvette? It's a joke. <laughs> Clearly, I bought a Chevette long before America Online was even a, a business idea of Steve Case's. For the record, I remember doing this show almost 20 years ago. Talking about Steve Case, almost like the same way we'd be talking about Mark Zuckerberg. If we had trading cards, he was the guy everyone wanted. I made a lot of money buying and selling app, uh, America Online. You've got mail. You've got mail. Isn't it amazing how I sound just like that guy? You've got mail. That's me. Okay, that's not me. But you get the idea. So they rise and they fall, right? Will Zuckerberg and, and Facebook be the same way, or are they even bigger than Microsoft and America Online at their heyday? I can argue that they're even bigger, and that any bad news is a buying opportunity. We'll see. We'll see, because I probably said the same thing 20 years ago, and it took a long time for Microsoft to get out of their funk. So that's out there. We got that going for us, which is nice. Oh, it's going to be one of those days, it's going to be one of those weeks, it's going to be one of those years. <clears throat> You're always going to be surprised. I remember, God, I'm doing a memory show. I remember America Online. I remember, I remember back in the late 1990s, there was a company called Univision. And uh, they were kind of a big deal because the growing population of the Spanish-speaking community in the United States who served them? Univision did in Telemundo. And that's about it. It's interesting. For some reason, and I'll, I'll never, ever truly know why until I drop out of radio and television and go into like a college class. Why does America ignore South America as much as we do? We are goo goo and gaga over Europe. We're like China. China, you want to come to dinner? We're making dumplings. We love China. But for some reason, American presidents don't seem to respect South America. Ah, it is what it is. So anyway, at one point in time, Univision and Telemundo were huge investments. People are like, NBC is going to buy them. ABC is going to buy them. How can you grow in America unless you can grow with a growing uh, user base? And that growing user base was, dun da 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 
Spanish speaking. And that's in the news, right? So today or recently or sometime in 2018, Univision got hacked. Hackers managed to deface the biggest video on YouTube, the music video for the song Despacito. I like to eat chocolate burritos. And they also, I know, Pepe, Speedy Gonzalez. What, what was up with Speedy Gonzalez, right? And why does, uh, I'm going to be careful what I say right here. Let's not get fired today. Uh, I'm not going to criticize Mexican music, Spanish music. But Despacito, a huge song. You play Despacito for anyone under between the age of four and like 12, and they start dancing. Right? So Speedy Gonzalez, he was one of my favorite cartoons growing up. I like the alternative cartoons. That tells you a little bit something about me. I wasn't a Star Wars kid. I wasn't a, I wasn't a, a Star Trek boy. I was a Space 1999 guy. I wasn't a, a Bugs Buddy. I was a Speedy Gonzalez. He was the fastest mouse in all of Mexico, and that fascinated me. To me, that just means he's a fast rodent. All rodents should die, whether it's raccoons or squirrels or mice. I don't want him in my house. But he could run extremely fast, and he spoke with an exaggerated Mexican accent, which is can't be done today. It can't. You can't do that. He usually wears a yellow sombrero, which who doesn't love that cliche, and a white shirt and trousers with a red belt or a red kerchief is probably the correct way of saying it, which is similar to some traditional Mexican attires. And for the record, I hate costumes. Oh, seize candies and the way they make women wear those those incredibly ridiculous frocks and did. Uh, I won't buy. I won't go to these candies because the ownership does that. So when you go into a Mexican restaurant and you see the owner make the employees wear white pants, white shirt, and a red kerchief, it's offensive to me. It's too cliche. But if you get offended, that's the way the cookie crumbles. No. <laughs> Speedy Gonzalez, his first appearance was in 1953's Cats Tales for Two. He was only in roughly 46 cartoons. And he would say, Andale, Andale, Riba, Riba, Epa, 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 Yeah! Really? Did I see anything wrong there? He loved cheese. He loved cheese. Sweet. There was, he was Speedy Gonzalez, but one of his cousins or something like that was Slowpoke Rodriguez. <laughs> you can't make this up the slowest mouse in all of Mexico. Uh, Whoa. We were allowed to be a little more racist and nationalist back in the 50s and 60s than we are today. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how I feel about that. I probably need a little bit of therapy. Are you with me against me? So some of my best days were tied towards uh, cartoons probably, right? So this year, we're talking a lot of trade wars. What were we talking last year? Russia invading Chechnya? Like actual wars? So every year, there's a different story. So we're talking trade wars. And what's fascinating about it is, the reason we're talking about it is because we have a controversial lightning rod of a president who likes to tweet, which is so due to our nation. We're typically like, 
okay, we're waiting for the president to step up to the podium. The president's about to make an announcement on trade. He's going to be talking with the leader of China, President Xi. We're waiting for him at this point in time. We see that he's on his helicopter, Air Force Chopper 2. And, uh, oh, he's got a white little Labradoodle. Labradoodle is the dog of the president's choice this year. But this guy tweets. I know what's good and bad. It's like your grandfather with a phone. I won. It's a little bit bit scary, though. What did she say? Or you're not going to admit that. Probably not going to admit that. Anyway, um, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. So hackers managed... uh, Here's where Speedy Gonzalez came from. Hackers managed to face the biggest uh, video on YouTube. Despacito and other music videos from Shakira and Taylor Swift. Music service Vivo confirmed there had been a security fee, uh, breach. That's and it's over. That's terrible. Um, I know you're saying YouTube's been hacked? Content has been hacked and altered? Yeah. Reddit has banned almost a thousand accounts connected to the Russian troll farm, which also spread disinformation on Facebook and Tumblr. Spotify is reportedly planning a new free version of its streaming service. The revamped version will be easier to use on mobile and designed to capture new subscribers. The biggest Black Lives Matter page on Facebook is fake. With some of its funds, it raised funneled to an Australian bank account. Wow. Let's just stop and think about that for a second. Wow. You get a Facebook. You hear about this police young person, African-American shot. You follow the link, and it's the biggest Facebook page tied towards Black Lives Matters, and it's fake. <coughs> the page not affiliated with Black Lives Matter, but it looks like it is. And they've got nearly 700,000 followers. And it was linked to fundraisers that brought in over $100,000, and it's fake. Does that make you stop and think, like, what else is, like, what's real out there? And how awful are human beings that they would do that? And the answer is pretty awful. You are fake news. Fake news. Fake news. That has to be one of my favorite sound drops. Just the hearing, you are fake news. So, elsewhere out there, um, we hear Ted Cruz is going to leave office at the end of his term to hang out with his family. Not Ted Cruz. Oh, I just blew it. You've got, You've got to be kidding, to be kidding me. me. My drop, Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan, he's not going to seek re-election. Conservative. Fiscally conservative Republican. Interesting election year. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing in more. DirecTV Now is no longer the only streaming bundle without DVR. Streaming bundle with DVR. Isn't that fantastic? DVR digital video recorder. Kind of something we learned to talk about with TiVos. And then uh, obviously that Betamax and VHS and all such. But DirecTV has now got an upgrade so that it's got a cloud DVR beta that stores up to 20 hours of recording for up to 30 days. Ooh. The wars that we're seeing in streaming, it's pretty good 
for the consumer if that's your cup of tea to have more options than just Comcast, right? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Big shakeups of that. As streaming has caught on more and more. Um, companies like Comcast are now looking at News Corp and Fox and looking at Disney and saying, you know, how can we compete? Where do we go from here now that all of our children have grown up? The media companies changed. You know, again, just to give you an idea, I grew up at a time when I know this is horrible. We had a TV that you had to actually get up, walk across the room, and turn the dial. Do you think your kids will ever know the world without remote controls? No. Horrible. I think it's almost kind of a form of child abuse. Oh my God, no way. And then when I was younger, all there was was ABC, NBC, CBS, and PBS. And PBS was on a huge channel. And then Fox came out of nowhere in the 80s. And they kind of had this like Fox News thing going on across the nation. It was a national broadcast. And then they started slowly adding one show after the next, after the next. And it was things like Beverly Hills 90210 where I was too old for that show. But it was for teenage girls and teenage boys who wanted to see teenage girls and teenage boys. And Fox was able to go to the advertisers and say, we may not have as many viewers, but we could tell you if you put acne cream on as an advertiser, we're going to sell a ton of acne cream. Now, the show that I remember first coming to Fox that I was intrigued by, not married with children. I'm not that crude and crass. But that, too, had its own little audience, right? Men who are middle-aged like to look at other men who are middle-aged, who are overly sexed up, wanting the hot, sexy sales girl to like them, teasing our wives that all they make is bad burnt meatloaf, with an incredibly hot daughter, an awkward teenage son. The awkward daughter turns out not to be as dumb as she looks, or maybe she is. Love and so Fox is like, they took that to the advertisers and said, I'm going to get you a 35-year-old fat white guy who's vicariously trying to live his life through TV. And you can probably sell him a, a nice, reliant automobile, a Chrysler, Chrysler K-Car. And then they came up with another show, and this is where it started to hook me. And again, it was Fox was genius. Rupert Murdoch was genius in the sense that the shows no longer had to have dots no longer had to be about um how many it was about the spot that you got if you got it close enough to the advertiser into the dream demographic how about fox and the x-files come on tell me you weren't slightly intrigued with it some seasons were better than others some episodes better than others but that was for what Boys, maybe girls, boys and girls age 15 to 25. I want to believe. You know what I'm going to do after I do this radio show? When I retire from radio, I'm going to go look for UFOs. <laughs> Would that not be the perfect ending for me? I'll come up with a conspiracy website. I have seen a Bigfoot before. Oddly enough, he lives on a New Jersey beach. Scariest man I've ever seen. It scared me. Oh, my, my, my. I remember being a child seeing this guy at the beach, and I was just like, good God. Because I'd look over at my dad, I'd look over at my brothers, then I'd look over at the, le- at the left side of the Jersey Shore. 
So Fox was pretty smart in the way they did programming. And to this day and age, I mean, they changed programming. And now Netflix is changing it. You know, uh, Netflix basically said, you know, we, we're not even going to go to the advertisers. We're just going to go straight to you with a subscription. No commercials. That's interesting, too, because remember cable TV when it first started in the 1970s? It was advertised as no TV, no commercials. And that broke down pretty quickly. And they started finding stations that were like, again, unique hits for demographics. ESPN, Chris Berman. How long did it take for us to get tired of the, he hits the ball, it's going back, 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 it's out of here. Or you do the rumble, 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 rumble. Like, he made a career out of back, 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 back. He's an awful mean man, just so you know. If you ever want to hear some funny, funny radio bloopers and TV bloopers, go to YouTube and type in Chris Berman. He's He, he had a meltdown one year. <laughs> he had a meltdown, to say the least. Him and O'Reilly. O'Reilly had a good one, too. I love good meltdowns on TV. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 They know nothing! Oh, he could go all the way. He could go all the way. Are you talented if someone can mock you that easily? I'm online. Rob Black Show. Twitter, Rob Black Show. YouTube, Rob Black Show. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.